Hello, and welcome to the Bikes or Death podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'm your host. My name is Miles, and I'm your co-host. And this is a show that talks about bikepacking, adventuring, and the cool people who participate. So, Miles, uh, welcome to the intro part of the podcast. This is the first time I've ever had someone uh, introduce a show with me. And uh, for, just for fun, this is actually your episode mm-hmm. that we'll be introducing. I like to see things in a full circle. So if I'm going to be in the podcast, I might as well be at the beginning and also the end of the podcast as well. I think that makes sense. So what brings you to the dining room of Bikes for Death in College Station, Texas? Mm-hmm. What brings you here? It's just another stop on the Great American Van Life Tour. <laughs> um, yeah, was that at the Bikepacking Summit? We were at the Bikepacking Summit last, uh, last month, I guess. Yeah. And then... Um, now we're heading west towards the other coast. It wasn't even last month. It was like two weeks ago now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But you packed a lot in because you did the summit and mm-hmm. then you did a, uh, a over. No, you did a like a multi-day trip in northwest Arkansas. So mm-hmm. why don't you mention that real quick? That was pretty cool. Yeah. So during the summit, um, I linked up with Joe Cruz, who also does a lot of writing for bikepacking.com and, um, and a lot of like um, overseas trips. And then he had a friend in Arkansas based out of um, Bentonville and um, he was scouting a route or he had planned a route for us, kind of like a five day route mixed in a bunch of single track in the area. Um, it's kind of, it's based loosely on the adventure cycling associations gravel route that they have there, right? <clears throat> but their route doesn't take advantage of any of the single track there. And there's quite a lot. It's it'll blow your mind when, uh, when we publish the route and people go ride it, you're not expecting to see single track in these places that the yeah. route takes you. It's crazy in Northwest Arkansas. It's a wild West out there in a good way. It, yeah. It's like a wild West for cyclists who are like, yeah. uh, emerging on like a new, like way of being a cycling community and integrate trails and cycling events and everything. It's just like part of the mm-hmm. culture and the community there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you this before, but like within like 15 minutes of leaving downtown Benville, you're riding single track mountain bike trails, uh, right out of town. And then you're on those single track trails for like half of that first day. It's yeah. pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's super wild and I'm excited for, uh, for us to publish it. <laughs> I'm excited to move there one day. I actually want to <laughs> mention this because I get asked this a lot, uh, about if we live in Arkansas or when we're moving, cause I threw that out there that we like got some land. So like, um, just for the record, we own some land there, but we're not going to move for like seven or eight years. Cause I get like. And it's cool, like, but I get messages from people who are like, hey, man, let's go for a ride. Let's go for a ride. I'm like, I'm, I'm not there yet, but, you know, bookmark <laughs> me for like seven years from now. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. That, anyway, so <laughs> worth mentioning, but um, also worth mentioning. Oh, wait. So, yeah, you did your multi-day trip. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. There's a bunch of river crossings. That's exciting. We almost we almost didn't make it because the river almost swept us away. But uh, you'll hear about that. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Dun, yeah. Dun, so y'all are doing uh, an article and a whole feature on that. Um, yeah, yeah. It'll be a route. I think it's definitely it's definitely worthwhile to be a published route on the site. Um, it's just like such an adventure and super cool. Um, I'm stoked. Yeah, and then after that, we've kind of just moseyed our way down here to College, Texas, College Station, Texas. Yeah. And uh, do you want to mention the tornado? Hmm. Yeah, so the biggest hiccup in van life history 
we were camped at this little abandoned kind of like wreck site area for the night. Super beautiful, overlooking a lake. Tornado warning came in, and that actually passed by us. That was okay. Some cool lightning and stuff. All good. And then a, just a normal thunderstorm came in that was windier, actually, where we were, and knocked down an old tree branch right onto the the windshield of our van, smashed it up real good. Yeah. It's currently still smashed. I can see it from here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it, pretty much put a hole right through it. Pretty much. It's super You, you have smashed. glass on the inside of your van, so yeah, it didn't go all the way through, but... It could have been worse. Could have been worse, but in a couple hours, I've got a appointment here with David's Auto Glass and College Station, which apparently he's the guy Yeah. when you want some auto glass repairs. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're getting a new window shield. And then Sweet. when we get back to British Columbia, probably a new hood and maybe some body work as well. So we're going to do a uh, little overnighter. Uh, in the Sam Houston National Forest uh, tomorrow and Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is like hot news. Like this is going to come out today. Mm -hmm. We're releasing this right now. Yeah. And then maybe people will meet us in the woods. Yeah. Come find us if you hear this. (laughs) Or they're listening to the podcast while they're biking and then realize they see us. Yeah. At the same time. (laughs) Holy shit. All right, so yeah, you're here. We're gonna we're having a, a good time showing you around Texas. I'm cooking them a, or smoking up a brisket right now uh, <laughs> that we're gonna eat later and probably take some to go on our trip that we're gonna go on. But mm-hmm. excited to show you Texas, and I want to do like a trip report on on this and really get like your perception or your perspective on like Texas, maybe in general, but more specifically the the riding and whatever stands out to you, you know? Cool. Yeah. Cause you've obviously, uh, seen a lot and been to a lot of neat places and got a ride. Um, so I'm very curious as a person with a lot more limited experiences in like different places. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, Texas sucks kind of compared to like, <laughs> I mean, unless we're talking about like big bend or, or something like, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to sway you. I don't want to like put things in your head. I want to get a, uh, a pure uh, Canadian, a pure Canadian experience <laughs> in the Texas wilderness. That's our motto. What else? All right. So we need to talk. You mentioned the bikepacking summit. You were just there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's worth mentioning that um, this episode we are releasing right now is uh, going to be the first of what I'm calling the bikepacking summit series. Thought really hard about that name. That's nice. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Right off the tongue. Um, so I got a total of, six interviews and we got some real bangers and I'm not going to say what all of them are. I'm just going to tease the next one at the end of this episode. Uh, today is, well, who's today's guest miles? Yeah. He's a youngly love Canadian, uh, who goes by the name miles Arbor. Oh, well, looky there. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) It's me. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, the bikepacking summit, uh, was just a couple weeks ago and it was a really neat experience for me, like just to kind of add a little context there. The whole idea came from uh, Lael whenever I was interviewing her, um, episode number 10, if you want to check that out. Uh, and uh, she mentioned that I should go to the bikepacking summit. I was like, that sounds wonderful. Afterwards, like I got quite a few messages from people who were like, 
you should go and do that and like report back, you know, cause not everybody can go, but they're really interested in hearing about it and knowing what it was like. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? So it kind of like opened up my, my mind to this idea of going to an event and kind of like covering it from like a news perspective almost, or mm -hmm. like, I, I, like a media perspective at least. Yeah. Um, which I think is, I don't know. I was excited about the idea. So I, I reached out to Neil and Lindsay and they were, uh, I just, I think it was great that they, they saw the value or the opportunity because the truth is, is like, no one really knows what the podcast can do. I mean, until we put these out there, like, you know, like mm -hmm. no one knows it's like a new thing. So mm -hmm. for them to give me an opportunity to like try it out, basically, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. You know, and they like treated me and everyone else so good. I mean, they were like bikepacking mom and dad, you know, they just like anything you need, what do you need? You know, <laughs> just take care of you. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It's cool to have a podcast there on site too, because even from like, so from my like bikepacking.com perspective, we do like a little recap, which I've like, I published already, but it doesn't, it doesn't tell like the stories and stuff like the more, I don't know, more intricate little stories that like an individual can share. So then that's where your podcast comes in. It's yeah. great. It's a great addition to it because it's then fun. it's, it's just like way more personal. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. It's, just a, it's, it's a different perspective. That's all it is. I mm -hmm. mean, we're looking at the same thing, but I had the opportunity to sit down with, oh, I'm not going to say who it is. Yeah. Someone, but someone, someone's really good. <laughs> <laughs> There's one miles is really excited about. <laughs> all right. This is a long intro, but, uh, stick around till afterwards. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the summit. Um, it was, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. I mean, and I'm not just saying that I don't know how to use a better. I want there to be a better word, but <laughs> it really was uh, pretty awesome. So, all right. But before we get to the episode, please do me one favor, go to iTunes and leave a review. I prefer five-star reviews. Those are the best ones. Uh, thank you. And if you'd like to hear more ways, how you could support the show, please stick around after the show and I'll tell you all about it. But for now, let's get to the show. I got to get my notebook. Yeah. You brought notes? Just wait. You brought, uh, you were more prepared for this interview than I am. Has the, um, at this point, would you have done your intro? No, I mean, we're just kind of recording. Can I do my intro? Yeah, yeah. Please. I love it when guests do their own intro. Let me put this here. All right. This is Miles Arbor um, doing something with a, Giggy, giggy car, giggy guitar. Gigalele. A giggalele, giggalele. I don't know. This is falling apart. Oh, it's back together. Okay. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. This is the Bikes or Death podcast intro song. You load up your bike, you ride away from home. You could be with your friends or you could be alone. You ride for a day or maybe more. You just love being in the great outdoors. Everything you need is strapped to your bars, including that new pillow you got from Santa Claus. And then you think, oh shit to yourself. You left that super lightweight tent on the living room shelf. Bikes. Yeah, that was good. 
Wait, that's your mic. There you go. Thank you. Man, so where did where did the inspiration come from for that obvious masterpiece? Um, you know what? I think every good podcast needs a fun intro song. And because I'm the best yeah. at playing Gidalele, the best Gidalelist I know. Yeah. Um, I've, it was kind of like my responsibility to do it for you. I don't know what to say. I'm overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> I'm a little emotional right now. No one's ever... Uh, it's just so... It was so good. Like, it hit hard. You know, like, it was fun, uh, but it hit hard, too. And mm-hmm. then it was just so raw. It, I, um, I like, really think back to difficult times in my life to pull that together. It's uh, nice. It's pretty deep. Do you want to talk about those difficult times? No, no, it's okay. You want to talk about your Crohn's? Yeah, we can talk about that. All right, let's do that. <laughs> that, that was fun. Thanks for that intro. That no was problem. pretty. And we should say that um, we are recording in the van. Does your van have a name? No, it's um. Yeah, a lot of people do the van naming thing. Yeah, we had van one. Okay, which was our first van in a Kano line, mm-hmm. like plumber van, which is what we traveled in to the last bike packing summit. Um, and this is van two. Oh yeah, there's a number, so you know which one you're in. This is the second one because yeah. there's a two up there and then that's how we know. No, that's good. You don't get confused. There's a small metal two on the top of our cabinetry <laughs> above the kitchen area. Yeah. So this is sweet. I uh, have been kind of, of course, looking at vans because that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to set up like a mobile recording studio. So this is like my first uh, like introduction to what a mobile podcasting empire would look like. Mm-hmm. And you were also gracious enough to give me the captain's chair. So I'm like... Yeah, you pretty much took that on your own. I didn't No, have it. but you didn't argue too much. So <laughs> I felt like it was kind of like you giving it to me. <laughs> it works. It works well. It does. And you look very comfortable there. Yeah, this is the little perch. If I mean, you for, want, halfway through, we can switch. Yeah. Okay. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> so how has van life been? It's been good. We, um, I guess I kind of mentioned, we got a taste of it last summer. Yeah. So we converted that van like on the cheap. Um, like not, not insulated, not super, super technical. And then, uh, we liked it a lot, like driving around and we didn't really have a place in Canada that we wanted to call home or like pay for rent anywhere. So then we got van two, um, which is a high roof for transit. So it's, a uh, it's not a Mercedes. So we don't have as much street cred as some of the folk out there. Whoa. That's rough. This is like, how are you making up for that lack of street cred? Um, writing, really good songs yeah that's nice yeah yeah and then it's like obviously he could get a mercedes but he's choosing mm-hmm. a ford because you yeah, want we're you're modest you, man yeah. yeah you're modest there's really you know i don't show off right i have um silly expensive bikes one silly expensive bike so i can i'm okay with second tier van how do you actually? How do you choose a bike? So you, 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 and your lady mm-hmm. uh, Emily are are living in the van too, mm-hmm. and obviously there's not a sto- lot of storage space. So you have two bikes. How do you choose like a bike? Yeah, that's hard. It's um, there's no. I think a lot of people say like there's one bike, one bike to kind of rule them all. You can have this bike that does everything. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Like, I think you're gonna have a bike that shreds. Um. A bike that's like gravelly and fast and then maybe i don't know more specialty bikes like road bikes or something like that on the fringes so yeah. i just bought i just got a bike that can shred <laughs> so you just i mean what you like to do is shred so that's what you got that's what i want to get better at right yeah. now so i got a bike uh 
Yeah, that can go down chunky stuff fast and steep. Well, yeah, the rake on the front is kind of raked out. Yeah. How does it do on bikepacking though? Because we did a, we're at the bikepacking summit right now. So we mm -hmm. did a little overnight or last night. And yeah, yeah how was it? Still comfy. Yeah. Like it definitely, um, right now I have pretty wide bars on it. They're like 800 mils. So they're not trimmed down at all, mm -hmm. which is pretty wide for like a touring stance. Um, so yeah, it's like maybe not the most ideal, but if there's like single track involved in it, then it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, so why did you pick that bike? And it is a Y too, isn't it? Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. Why'd you pick the Y? Why? 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 Um, I got a glimpse. I didn't even, I don't think I rode Ben's, but Ben Hendrick, who rode the Oregon Timber Trail with me last summer, he had one and it was like a little bit more, a little bit more raked out, more, a little bit more trail worthy than my karate monkey that I was riding. Um, and there was like a few descents, like pretty chunky, loose stuff where his was definitely like just handling better. Um, karate monkey was like a little bit less forgiving. Um, and then the Y is definitely like a little bit more playful of a bike and it has more options, um, and like more modern kind of features. So just like boost spacing, um, the sliding kind of dropout system that they use is pretty cool. So I can yeah. run like single really speed, versatile yeah, or belt drive. And that's stuff. what I, I, I look for that now is, I mean, you have a titanium frame, a, mm -hmm. a good titanium, a steel frame with lots of versatility with mm -hmm. different tire options or wheel yeah. options and. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, especially if you're only going to have one bike, like yeah. you need to have something that's kind of versatile. Yeah, that's similar to your new bike, right? It's a little similar. Yeah. yeah. Our bikes look very dandy right next to each other, don't they? <laughs> they do look, they look like good buds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm recently, uh, my bike's similar to yours, but not as raked out. It's a little bit more cross country or mm -hmm. endurance type, mm -hmm. um, but similar kind of setup for sure yeah. with capabilities and whatnot. Fancy bike words inserted here. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. All done. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't like know you, uh, why don't you kind of tell people how you make a living while traveling mm -hmm. around the globe in your van too? Yeah. Um, I'll like do general Miles Arbor in a nutshell. Um, I'm 27. Um, I have a degree in business and marketing and entrepreneurship. This is my specialization. Um, went to guide school after that, a two-year program where I just like, climbed ice and rock and whitewater rafted. Um, and that kind of how I, that's how I was introduced, um, to like kind of bikepacking in general. One of my instructors was super into it. Cool. And then, um, and then I did rode the Coke. When, when was that? What year? That would have been, that would have been three years ago. I think I graduated from college because I was in school for six years total. Yeah. Maybe three, maybe four years ago. Yeah, that's interesting. So you and I got introduced around the same time period. Yeah. Were you into cycling prior to that? Not in a huge way. Wow, okay. Not really. I was pretty late to learn how to ride a bike, actually. Huh. Um, like, late elementary school. Wow, okay. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't really like it, I guess. I guess I didn't give it a shot. In university, I started riding a bike to get around. And then I bought a Kona Sutra. I used, like, touring bike after I sold my road bike and then started doing some touring stuff like full panniers. I remember my first overnighter, I did like full front back panniers, load them up, like just finding stuff to put in them. I was like, oh yeah, I could use this. Like, <laughs> sure, I'll bring it. Yeah. And then did a little overnighter. And I think that was like the last time, like I think it was the once and only that I toured with like big panniers on a heavy bike. Um, I just remember biking down the highway and I was like, oh, there has to be a more fun way to do this. Yeah. And then college program. Cam Dubé introduced me to uh, to uh, bike packing. 
Proper. Proper. So your other uh, your other instructor guy was he yeah. like into touring then, like more touring side of it, or um, that was before college when I was doing the oh, I the touring you. stuff. Okay. So university, um, which was all in Ontario, Canada. For those wondering, I'm Canadian. Oh yeah, no, we could tell. <laughs> hey, hey, what? Hey. I can't even pretend. I don't even know. I hear. I know when I hear it. And, um, but yeah. So yeah, continue your miles in a nutshell. Yeah, it's a big nutshell. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, rode the Coke Valley Trail, I guess was my first experience. That was my like final exam for the program, which was super fun. Wait a second. I, I remember reading about this now. It's all kind of coming back to me. Maybe. So t- yeah. T- t- tell us about that trip. I remember like bits and pieces. Um, yeah, we had, we had a few blog things somewhere. Um, but it's pretty much, you have to plan and execute like an expedition of some kind as the final it's called outdoor adventure program right. and then like you submit it and then the university like funds it or something yeah or? pretty yeah. much yeah they gave you some money towards it and then you have to like fundraise the rest of it okay so we did like bikeathons and stuff on trainers um inside the college and like people threw spaghetti at us and like made a sprint for, and we did it all day like eight hours straight which is pretty cool we raised a bunch of money doing that <laughs> um and then yeah we planned to ride the coke belly it was like bunch of stuff went wrong like getting there like flights were canceled it was like nothing really went as planned mm. um and like we weren't ready for it like we weren't at that point none of us were really like comfortable riding technical single track um a few of the other guys were but like we had like fitness and a good attitude and y'all are like solo right i mean as a group it's not like there's a professor with lots no. of experience and like okay. you're just yeah, yeah that's cool yeah just us. you just jumped in yeah and most people ride the cook valley trail well i wouldn't say most people a lot of people ride it with like water drops and stuff because there's no there's no supplies on the way like you're pretty much just out there right Mm. um there's like a few places you can filter water and potentially get water um so we ran into issues which is like dehydration and stuff so we learned it all pretty quick um but we made it and in one piece good job and then uh yeah and then i was hooked yeah no doubt that's (laughs) i mean well, that's, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it go the other way. You're like, well, that was kind of sketchy. I don't think I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way I would look at it. I'd be like, dude. Yeah, it's fun. You just want to get better. You're like, okay, I learned that. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. only one way to learn. Exactly. All right, cool. What else? Um, Yeah, that's how I got introduced to bike packing, which I guess wasn't your question, but... um, And then... I was going to ask it anyway, so you just saved me a question. <laughs> I'll just continue with that story then. <laughs> um, And then I just started pestering um, Logan... <laughs> at bikepacking.com um, to be a part of that because I was like okay I'm like business graduate I know I worked like in a office doing a marketing gig for a bit and I like knew I didn't want to do that um, I did the guy training stuff which was interesting um, and I like like toying around with gear and stuff um, definitely like a gear nerd um, but didn't really want to be a guide per se uh, so I started just like emailing Logan a bunch, asking if there's like something I can do to help out. And then, uh, yeah, I think he, I posted the first route in Ontario, um, That's right, yeah. the central Ontario loop trail, which is like a big, pretty big hit. Um, and then, yeah, I guess eventually Logan said yes. <laughs> and then, yeah. That, that was the question I really want to ask you. Yeah. So now at this point you are, doing like gear reviews, uh, product Mm -hmm. reviews for the website. And then you do also like do some other stuff behind the scenes, helping manage content and whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like how did you score this job with the limited experience that you have? Mm -hmm. Um, 
what like as a gear reviewer, a photojournalist, a uh, a bike packer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like w- did did your lack of yeah, what allowed you to approach Logan? Like, was it just you were naive, or you were just determined? You're like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, probably a bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Like, sometimes I still wonder that today because it hasn't been that long. Like, I've been working with now for, with the site for like three years. Yeah. Um, I guess like I've always toyed like a little bit, played around with photography and like video stuff. Um, and then kind of like I can write a sentence, um, pretty yeah. pretty okay. But then that kind of like all kind of went out the window when I started writing gear reviews, which are a lot, a lot different than like university essays. Oh yeah. Um. I don't know. I would think it would be kind of more fun and take the pressure off a little bit because, I mean, a lot of what you're doing is just technical mm-hmm. and factual information. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be pretty. A lot, of, a lot of yours seem like they're more fun. Like you try to have fun when you're writing it, make it a little more interesting or entertaining to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And that's like something that took a lot of practice to get good at. Um, yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't like, I guess the better question would be for Logan. Like, why'd he choose me? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask him. It's a good question because okay. I would like to know the answer yeah. too. Well, it's interesting. You know, I mean, uh, both of us are like, I mean, you're putting out uh, information, product information. You don't have a lot of experience in bikepacking. And I don't have a lot of experience in bikepacking, but I'm having a podcast. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of interesting how people get where they they do and what, what, like how you were in the right place at the right time. And he he probably just like, shit, I really need help. And you, he was like, well, this guy keeps emailing me. I guess I'll go with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I was definitely dedicated. Right. Um, and I'm like a level headed dude. I think that comes down to it. Also, right. I'm in a position where I can give a lot of my time. Like I don't have a family, um, that like I'm visiting a lot cause we're kind of based in British Columbia now. Um, like I don't have kids. Um, I have a lot of flexibility where I don't necessarily have to work a full-time job. Um, like all year round. Right. So that's definitely like, that's huge. Cause a lot of, like, and it's a passion project, right? That's just, true, yeah. just like the podcast, right. you like could totally not be doing this. Right. And you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, and like doing it, I'm sure you're not like buying like fancy new cars cause you're doing it. Probably the opposite, right? <laughs> I sold my fancy truck and bought a 1991 Toyota 4Runner <laughs> for $3,500 cash. Yeah. <laughs> so like going the opposite direction. Yeah. It's passion. It's for sure. It's like you just yeah. want to be a part of something. Yeah. No, I mean, and you are definitely a part. I mean, it's really neat. And I guess it's a good time to mention and to thank you because uh, if anyone doesn't know, I'm sure almost everyone's read the bikepacking.com <laughs> article, but Miles is the one who reached out to me. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, at some point I have to get on bikepacking.com. And so, but I was thinking, I don't know, maybe get it a year in or 10 episodes. Like I, I didn't have a plan, but I just knew at some point, I'm going to start knocking on the door and trying to get in, right? But you contact me at like episode three in the very beginning and was like, hey, I really like what you're doing. I don't remember exactly what you said, but I mean, it was positive. And you're like, I want to, I'd like to do an article for bikepacking.com. Is that okay? I'm like, well, let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but then, you know, we waited a little while, so I had more content and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, first of all, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, that w- I mean, talking about like, how did things land and whatnot? I mean, that was really neat uh, that that landed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... Su- what I liked was, like, um, I didn't know when the article was going to land. And honestly, like, even after you recorded it, uh, or we... Not recorded it, but um, we did the interview. Uh, like, 
there's a part of me that didn't think it was real. Because, <laughs> like, that was a huge deal, right? Like, being a person who reads that website and you, like, admire all the people who, like, you know, did a route or, or I mean, it's just like, dude, this is fucking cool. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I mean, it's like prestigious almost like in, in the bikepacking world. It's like, what else do you have? Like, oh, I made it on bikepacking.com. Okay, here's your Emmy yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know what else there is. Yeah, it's it's sweet that it's come to that point, right? Right. Like, the site is like, it's a huge resource. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, the people like that are working on it every day, uh, myself included, like put a lot of time into it. Um, yeah, and it's sweet that it can have that much impact. And we've seen that like again and again. Right. Um, even just with like gear reviews or simple things that we throw up there. Um, I wish I had looked up the numbers before this, but like, yeah, I didn't know that article was going to drop or when it was going to drop. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that was like worried that, you know, Logan was going to read and be like, dude, no, we're not having this joke. No, this isn't <laughs> going on the website. <laughs> I really thought that. <laughs> and then it landed and I woke up and I was had all these messages and Instagram and all this shit. And I'm like, oh shit. And so like <laughs> other people read it before I did. And then I read it and then, but yeah, but my stats like went, it's like, throwing rocket fuel on it <laughs> it's like good you know i had a good little following things mm-hmm. were going well uh but then like yeah definitely threw that bikepacking.com rock fuel on there and <laughs> launched to the moon pow pow <laughs> no but thank you i mean that, that's a neat experience and something that i'll always have you know like just like this podcast it's nice like i have this you know mm-hmm. like these are all memories like i'll remember this chat forever and mm-hmm. it'll be out there for you know, forever or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy to think about. I mean, like everything's just out there. It's true. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, our kids. If you ever kids, I don't know, but you know, my <laughs> kids will listen to it, and uh, it's kind of nice. But um, yeah, I can always look back on that and be like, I was on bikepacking.com. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do with your life? <laughs> well, I was on bikepacking.com, so I. Nothing really matters. Pretty I guess. good, I guess. Checking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, thank you. What kind of, because uh, you don't, yeah, what all kind of articles do you write or do you like to write? Because mm-hmm. from my perception, a lot of it is more gear oriented mm-hmm. and uh, not like you writing one about the podcast, I feel like is a little bit outside the scope of what you normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that was definitely um, true like last year or even like kind of like when I was starting. It was like strictly gear reviews. Um and then now I've taken over the events calendar. So all the events that are listed there, um, as well as the events, event recaps that we've started doing are all, that's on pretty much responsible for all of that. Oh, okay. um, So we get event submissions from all over the world. Um, I forget the stats. Actually, let me check my phone because sure, I, I wrote them down. So in 2017, we launched the events calendar. We had like 45 events listed. And then the next year we had 170 events and that was 2018. And then this year we've matched that. And we're, we're, we're probably closer to like 190 now. Because um, this was a few weeks ago. And we've already had like 20, 20 events listed. Um, the majority of them are pretty much races and group rides. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. So the events calendar. And that takes up a ch- chunk of my time. Um, and then press releases. Um, is something that we're doing more of. So we're trying to publish three kind of on average of those a day. Oh, wow. That's just like general cycling information. So if it's like, I don't know, someone rode uh, an event super fast, we want to get something up quick just mm-hmm. to congratulate them or just like new shoes and new products and like recently tons yeah, of Yeah, it's that. almost like the news, like you're reporting like cycling mm-hmm. news. Yeah. 
And that's called our dispatch. So yeah, events, dispatch, news stuff, gear review still. Um, and even more so because I'm kind of like, especially in the van, I have the opportunity to like ride more than most people would. Um, so I can like test gear pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and something like those don't happen overnight. Like sometimes we'll have stuff for like a year or more. Oh, yeah. Some of them is like the shoes. I wore these shoes for two years. Yeah. Yeah. The la- those last gear or the Giro Tiro. That's what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Which got a lot of flack because everyone was like, mine didn't last a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, what do you do about that? You're all you're doing is telling about your experience, right? Yeah, so like exactly. if yours lasted two years and ten thousand miles or whatever, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And and I think I had so it's going on four years now. I think that four years or three years now that I've had this. I don't. I forget. But they and the, the issue was, and we might as well just talk about it. Um, Please do. They they had a redesign um, part way through there. So like the first batch fell apart on everybody, and then like I think the second or third batch was way better. It was okay. the sole was delaminating. Yeah. So mine are a pair and they're the ones I wore on the overnighter last night, which are soaking wet right now. And guarantee you they're gonna dry out and last another year. Yeah. Maybe. The sole's getting pretty uh pretty worn down now. But yeah. It's just yeah. how much are those shoes? Oh, I don't know. They're probably they must be like in the two hundred dollar range, I'm assuming. Kind of right. like mid Yeah, mid range. Mid range price, yeah. I think. Um yeah, they've been great. They, yeah. My last pair, I I had a uh, gyros, gyros. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? I say gyro. Gyro. But I'm just trying to be like, uh, sound well traveled. Yeah, gyro. I had some gyros, and they lasted five years. I paid a hundred and something dollars for them. I was really happy, so I bought another pair when yeah. I I just got them. Uh, they fit the same. They feel great. Nice. But yeah, I I, I was uh I was looking at shoes. That's why I knew that about that that shoe because mm-hmm. I was. I always want to know what Miles is running, you know? Like, what does Miles have? Well, I did. I look, I contact, I mean, why wouldn't I reach out to you, right? Like, I'm looking at a new bike. All right, what what kind of bike should I get? Or mm-hmm. what drivetrain are you running? Like, what have you found that works? And like, yeah. and, and the neat thing is, is like, you don't just tell me, you're like, uh, here's a link to the article that I wrote about it, you know? So, I guess I could just search harder. <laughs> we have a search function now on the website. I know, but I just like to message you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's fun it's super fun when you get to make those connections too right and you just reach out to people it is i mean yeah it's just uh, ask them just ask yeah <laughs> it, i mean this podcast wouldn't be anything without instagram and people just saying yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I, I, message, with that. yeah I message people all the time just randomly or and receive messages randomly and it always ends up being like a conversation it's never like no one's ever shutting people down on instagram it's a friendly place it is that's why I li- friendly. That's why I like Instagram. I got off of Facebook. I have a uh, like a bikes for death page or whatever, yeah. but um, I got off of Facebook because I just couldn't. At first, I started blocking everybody, like <laughs> like where you can like mute them. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, you can do that like yeah. mute people. Yeah. I muted. I was spending so much time muting people, and then it got to the point where I was only following like twelve people. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do much productive stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, but the big difference I noticed is like on Facebook, you'll get a lot of drama and mm-hmm. politics and opinions, but on Instagram, at least like you can curtail your feed. Mm-hmm. Like you can choose who you follow and the type of information you're like consuming. Mm-hmm. And then the interactions you're having are always, I've always had really good interactions with people. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I like to tell this story. So I don't know if I've ever told on the podcast. I don't think I have, uh, but I finally broke, at first I wasn't even going to do a, a Facebook page 
um, for the for the website or the or the podcast. But uh, I broke down, got a Facebook, and I shit you not, within the first ten minutes, I got an email or like a message or whatever, and it was someone bitching at me for something. <laughs> I shit you not. Like it was a long, like it was a person that like anyway, they wanted some help with something and I yeah. was I I like got sick and my family got sick and I was like legitimately busy and I couldn't help him. He's like, Oh, I see you got time to do a podcast and all, but you don't got time for me and blah blah blah. I was like, Well fucking A, dude, this is my contribution. Like I don't, you know, I don't have time to like privately counsel. I mean, or what whatever. I don't even counsel. I don't mm-hmm. even know. I just talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook's a dangerous place. It's scary. Yeah, but <laughs> people what i feel like people like to write more just like go in deeper yeah and then on instagram it's quicker goodbye yeah that's true it is a little (laughs) more it's a little more brief i don't know yeah whatever (laughs) what else do you do miles so uh is that pretty much a pretty good recap of what you do at bikepacking.com yeah i think so i'm like involved um yeah, so and like for those who don't know, it's it's like Logan, Cass, Lucas, and I that are doing sort of like the day to day stuff. Yeah, um, and then we have like some like key contributors, um, like Joe who's here, um, and like some other guys and women um, that are doing like articles pretty regularly and like the features and the stuff that's in the bikepacking journal. Right. Um, so I'm kind of commuting communicating with them um, as well just like getting feedback or like if it's even just like reading over each other's articles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I guess. How do you all communicate? Is it, do you have like group text or, I mean, cause all of y'all are in different places. You're traveling. Like mm-hmm. how are y'all running bikepacking.com? It's all just based around a flock of pigeons, well-trained pigeons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they just really just transfer the messages. Okay. Yeah. And have you utilized like smoke signals from fires or anything? Cause I've, mm. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll teach, I'll show you later. <laughs> we just use, uh, we just use like a, an app. There's an online app called Slack. And it's just like a chat, kind of like an online chat right. workplace sort of thing. It's neat though. I mean, that's a, that's pretty cool that you can just run a company, especially this kind. It's just like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Check in every once in a while. It is interesting. Yeah, it totally is. And like up until last summer, I hadn't met anybody that i was working with right oh, so, wow, yeah. so i didn't even know logan i didn't know he had in a southern drawl <laughs> um which is super weird so how long did you work for him before you ever met him probably about a year wow that's cool maybe even a little bit more maybe you like know a year it was crazy whenever uh like he rolled up i was i think that's logan you know <laughs> but all i really know about him is from like, like that drawing you know his caricature on the bikepacking.com website <laughs> i was like i think that's him that's uh man he came up to me he's like hey patrick I'm like what the fuck you know me <laughs> you're a big deal man he's like he's like dude you're on my website i'm like i know but like i i don't know it's weird <laughs> it's cool yeah it's cool yeah. yeah anyway he's he's a really nice guy <laughs> he's gonna he said he would come on the podcast and oh, yeah? chat a little bit nice. so I'll, I'll scoop into uh the other side of why miles got hired Uh-oh. and how things are going We'll just get like a live report <laughs> on your productivity and how you're producing for the company. <laughs> I do have um, some dirty details oh, yeah. that I can share. I'd like, yeah, let's just go right into that. A couple days ago, I was at Logan's Homestead. Mm. Um, it's in Brevard. I think I can say that. Like, I think everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, 
so a lot of his gear reviews, the products are on stumps, <laughs> on top of stumps, and you'll you'll see it. Uh-huh. The website guaranteed on the homepage has a stump on there it's somewhere. It's thing. And I found all of his stumps. Um, he's got a few to choose from. There's probably maybe about 15 stumps back there. Um, there's some with backdrops, some that are higher than others, different shades of green mm-hmm. and brown. Um, yeah, so if you want to go deface his stumps, they're in Brevard. <laughs> <laughs> go find them. Stumps. That's that's hilarious, man. Like all <laughs> those, you think he's like on a, he's out on like some grand adventures. Like, no, he just, they got mailed to him and he had it on his kitchen table. Amazon, he took it outside. Amazon purchased stumps. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads to an interesting question. Mm-hmm. How do you get the gear? Like you don't have an address. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. You don't have an address. Yeah, so right now, um, I can, like, ship things if I reach out to a company or a company reaches out to me, um, then I can ship things, like, further down the road, like, to a bike shop um, would be, like, a good example, which I've done. You just, like, reach out to a bike shop. That makes sense, yeah. And then, um, or, like, coming down here, I got a few things shipped, like, to Logan's or other people's houses that I knew kind of along the way. A lot easier when I'm stationed up. Um, we house it during the winters, um, so that makes it a little bit easier. But uh, yeah. yeah, but then what are you only doing uh, winter gear? I mean, what can you do? Well, in British Columbia, I'm like near the coast in British Columbia for the winters, um, and it's it's pretty mild. Like I was riding my bike pretty much all oh, winter okay. long, so yeah. I was still doing stuff then. Um, yeah, every time I think about Canada, all I think about is snow. Yeah, me too. That's why I'm not and there nice right now. people. <laughs> snow and nice maple syrup. Yeah. You know, between Canada and the United States, there's not even a border. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's actually a clearing. They just, like, cleared it. <laughs> so you just, like, walk across. Come on, come hey, on. We don't over. give a shit about Canadians. Yeah. Like, y'all are totally cool. You want some snow or some this, nice these other This other border over here we're, like, freaking out about. And there's, like, <laughs> the, Cana- the Canadians. Actually, <laughs> the Canadians should probably build a wall to keep us out. Probably. That's, that's actually what should be going on. <laughs> it would be, like, a very fun colored wall. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, we, we like you. We just like you better over there. Here's some cool refreshments and some, <laughs> and some Thank, Oreos. Thanks for coming all this way. Yeah, <laughs> Please turn around. We really apologize. <laughs> We're sorry about that. But. <laughs> you know what? Just come. Just uh, come over. So tell me, I've never been to Canada. How much of what you're saying right now is tongue-in-cheek and, tongue and how much of it is like pretty, uh, like just a, a good example of what the culture's like there? I don't, it's, I don't know. It's all like, it depends where you are, right? There's places everywhere where like people are nice, and then in those same places, people aren't going to be nice. Yeah. Um, I think like, yeah, we we'll won't get into like the political side of things because uh, I, I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't even know enough to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. We don't play that game. So I don't. It's just um, I have a few rules on this podcast. Only a few, and one of them is no <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a nice place. I like Canada. Yeah. Um, but it's like anything else. It's like I mean, people. Character try characterize Americans all as one way, exactly. You know, and Which is, I get it. And those people are definitely here. Yeah, and we don't like them either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's fine. That's a good point. <laughs> we all agree. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. Well, for us, like this is the first time we've been like I've as far south on this side of things of the states I've ever been was like the Adirondacks. Yeah. So this is like this is I'm hearing more accents than I have ever in my <laughs> life. You'll get a lot, right? But everyone's been super nice. Good, right? So it's not like yeah, like you, you grow up with these like ideas in your head, but um, what kind of ideas? Uh, you know, everyone's just super nice. 
<laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, like, do you, would you would you feel like going into some more rural places in America that you would just need to be concerned, like maybe gun-toting te- Texans? Yeah, or, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. immediately what comes to yeah. mind. Of course. And so, how is your? Um, and after this, I want you to talk about the trip you're on because I wanted to get to that. So, mm-hmm. but but how has your like interaction been? Uh, as it as it relates to your perception of what it was going to be like. Yeah, definitely the like pretty much the polar opposite, right? Like I guess we're not in Texas yet, but um <laughs> <laughs> I can speak to you about Texas. <laughs> but um yeah, everyone's been uh everyone's been super kind. Um yeah, we've not had one situation yet where like we felt unsafe or and like I'm not surprised. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you know that it's not true, but, like, you have to kind of go experience it first. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people living here. We're not all, like, walking around in fear yeah. and... Yeah. You well, still... It's, yeah. It's just similar, like, like the Baja Divide and stuff. Like, that route, which, like, yeah. a lot of people would, like, oh, maybe, like, it's dangerous. But, like, every person that I've spoken to that have cycled in that area has been, like, it's the best ever. Wow. So... That's one of my thoughts whenever I think about that area. Like, yeah. You, you, ha- I have a perception, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's the fucking thing. I'm not going to talk about politics, but I will talk about the news. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just have a trouble like trusting like what you see just anywhere. Like I, as a person, I don't take anything like, I don't, it's not that I don't trust people. It's just that I have to, I try to get the best information possible. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, I go out and I try to source the best information for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then I got to figure it out for myself. Like, I'm not just going to be like, like, I like to experience it for myself, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Because you just point. can't always trust somebody else's experience. Like, mm-hmm. they just have a different view, a different, they're coming into it with something else. Like, you really need, need to just go figure it out. Yeah. Well, another good example in bikepacking related, um, when I rode that, um, that fool's loop, which is kind of like takes a gravel kind of approach to the black canyon trail um out of phoenix um in arizona i rode a route out there and then there's this place called bumblebee ranch which is like a a campground on the black canyon trail that like most people stay at i think um and i went in there and the owner was having like an off day and like threatened to shoot me if what if i came back on his property that night um wait (laughs) so this was and that's just like again like polar opposite of everyone else that i encountered and when I've, I've told this story before, I think in the comment section on the route. Okay. And everyone was like, no way. Like, they were like, kind of like. Are you sure it's the right house? Definitely. Because there's like one ranch out there. Is it possible that somebody had broken into the house <laughs> and had taken over. Impersonated. And impersonated this man. Yes. It was him. You know, it was totally him. He was in, he was in the, like the, the, the building there, the main building. And you're Canadian. So we know you didn't piss him off. No, I have no. I can't, I don't even know how to piss you someone off. You don't know, you've never pissed off anyone in your life. <laughs> Look at me. It's <laughs> <laughs> creepy and as nice as they come. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, that's like kind of an example of how sometimes like when you least expect it, things do go like the other way. So how did you, I mean, I, I guess you just got the fuck off his property. Yeah, I was like, all right, man, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll leave. I'm sorry. Yeah, prob- I probably said I'm sorry. I think he let. I think he let me fill up my water bottles, though. That was the issue, was because I had no water at the time. Well, okay. Do you know why he? I mean, that's that's a pretty he, dramatic response. I've I've been alive for 39 years. I've had a gun, gun drawn on me once, mm-hmm. but I'm a real estate agent. And I was like in a house 
showing it and apparently the people didn't know uh like i told the wife but i guess the wife didn't tell the husband and so like he comes in and he's clearing the rooms he's like going room to room with a gun and i have to i'm like real estate agent don't kill me you know but like i get it like i kind of understand where he's coming from mm -hmm. uh, a little bit you know i mean so you think someone's in your house and you're just protecting your property i guess but like yeah what the what the how, what yeah what, what happened with you? It was surprising. Um, he, I pretty much, so I, I like, I went up to him and I was like, hey, like Bumblebee Ranch, like I heard there's like camping here. Um, and like, that's what they do. It's like, there's RV stuff and like camping areas right, to okay. pitch a tent. Um, so this isn't crazy. And this isn't like the first time because like people <laughs> have ridden the Black Canyon Trail and camped there before. Yeah. Um, and then he was just like, um, like not today. Like he pretty much just said not today. And I was just like, and I kind of like, I probably could have just left at that point, I guess, but I needed water, which is kind of like complicated things. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, is there like, like, are you no longer, I like investigated further. I asked him if he was like no longer offering camping or like what? And he's just said like, he just, yeah, he just kind of repeated himself and then like showed me that he had a gun in his holster and then, uh, and said like, and don't think of coming back on the property like later. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that was that. Yeah, that's... He was, I think he was just having a bad day. He must have, yeah, I, I mean... Think, I think something happened yeah. in his life yeah. that day that uh, made him a little bit a little bit pissed off, I maybe. Mean, I'm not going to go into details, but I've, I'm not that I would pull a gun on someone, but, like, I, we've all had bad days. And, like, we've had days where if someone walked in at the wrong time, you would be like, just get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about any of this. I don't care about camping. I don't care about your fucking water. Mm -hmm. Just go. Yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, those days don't happen a lot, but I've I've had days in my life where I'd probably just be like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's wild. Man. It was pretty, it was interesting for yeah. sure. And it's I I understand where you're coming from because I don't know how long you rode, but I mean, you ride, you plan your trip around camping and resupply. I mean, that's mm -hmm. when you're out in a remote area, like that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And so for one of those to go away can drastically alter, and you're like, well, fuck, like what do I do now? You mm -hmm. know, so it's not like you were pestering him you're just like yeah i mean it's pretty reasonable question from, <laughs> from where you were coming from i thought so yeah but it turned out fine down the road there's some there's some land where um you can camp on yeah and then there was i think there was a there must have been a water source or if there wasn't there was one the next morning and then i was pretty much out of there on okay. the black canyon trail and then good to go good story yeah so let's talk about, uh, I do want to get back into your trip that you're taking right now. Cause mm -hmm. this is kind of, I, I like that. Yeah. This first time in America, what are y'all doing here? What's the plan? Yeah. So we left, um, well, not your first time in America. Sorry. That's actually not, not correct. True. Not yeah. true. But you're taking a bigger tour, a longer extended tour. Correct. Um, so we pretty much, the main goal was to, we left British Columbia. Um, when was that? Maybe like. April? I don't know. May? Maybe May? I don't quite remember. Three months ago? Four months ago, maybe? Um, drove home to Ontario. And then, could have been that long ago. Maybe two months ago. Drove home to Ontario to visit, because that's where our families are. And that's where we grew up. Went to school and stuff, Emily and I. Um, so, visit our families. And we stayed for a month there, actually. Um, at our respective homes. And... I did a lot of work on the van during was, that time. You just took, I was thinking like you would have had two months on the road. 
you would have figured out some a month or two or whatever it was, but yeah. you you would have figured out some shit. Yeah. That it's right. I remember you posting about you like fixing plumbing. Yeah. I remember that. Plumbing issues. Yeah. There was um yeah, what was going on? Well, pretty much we added plumbing to the back because we have like a little 12 volt pump in here. We have like running water and a sink for those who cannot see it. And which is everybody. Which is everybody. <laughs> Except for you and me. <laughs> um, but then I added, I extended the plumbing, like the pressurized system to the back of the van. So I have like a little coiled hose back there in a garden. For a shower. Shower head. Yeah. So we can do a shower or bike wash. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty easy. And then we added um, pretty much like every van layout. There's like, there's a raised bed where the bikes and stuff go under. And then under that on the kind of like the living side of things is like more storage. So all of this stuff is new. All the storage. Um, One thing that I like is like, again, y'all can't see it. So you got his sink and his cabinetry above the sink um, and then extended back to the side of where the bed is. There's just more cubby holes and more storage. Um, so how big is that bed? It looks like a queen or a full or. Yeah, it's probably it's I think it's a full. It's kind of a weird size. Um, it is weird. It's a, I believe it's a full. And you're tall. You're six one or yeah, yeah. six one. So my feet dangle over the end. Yeah, does but that I'm, bother you? No, I. I, See, grew I don't up, care about that. Yeah, I know you grow up tall. It's I kind of like, like it. Yeah, I think I'm used to it. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's just the way it is. <laughs> maybe that's the way it is. Uh, all right. So yeah, what else did you figure out was wrong? The plumbing. Plumbing. Um, what else do we do? We added an inverter in, so now we have like a like a one ten volt outlet. Um, just like you would in your house. So we don't run much off that. Um, it's all, so pretty much everything else is a 12 volt system. So we just like run everything through 12 volt cigarette lighters, which is like the most efficient way to run your electronics and these kind of setups. Why? Um, inverters. It's just like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a layman with this. Yeah. So like just the energy draw is less through that type of system. Yeah. Well, because you don't have to put it through anything. So it's coming from the solar panel. Directly into the. Well, through a controller, which converts it to 12 volt. And then you're not you're not getting a lot of energy loss through that stuff. Okay, like they're pretty efficient and like good these days. Um, but the inverter, which turns it into like an outlet, like in your house, which is different from like a little like USB, mm-hmm. um, is very inefficient. I think you get like thirty percent loss. Whoa, from what I've researched. So so that's like your backup. Yeah, and, would, and yeah. they also have. Well, wait a second, because they have those um, like the cigarette lighter, the twelve volt ones that you can. Uh, that converts into a uh, USB. Yeah. Well, like what I have right there. What's yeah, the- like basically what you have right there. Yeah. <laughs> we're running we're running the podcasting equipment off our electronics. We sure are. Let's see how much energy it's used. Yeah, we started at 95.4 yeah. or something. Right, 95%. So pretty much nothing. Yeah. Well, I'd hope not. That's a pretty small device, but still. That, that's because it's 12 volt. So if it move. was if it was uh, inverted, yeah, then it would be like we'd, we'd, we'd probably be eighty nine. We'd be in the eighties. I think we'd be in the eighties. That'd oh. be a safe bet. Um, but so we yeah we use that for um, we have like an immersion blender for like doing uh, smoothies mm-hmm. and charging our toothbrushes because we use electric toothbrushes. Do you have those in America? We have electric toothbrushes. I don't use them. I'm, you don't? I'm, I'm a bar- barbarian, man. I use a <laughs> old with bristles on the end. Oh. Yeah, sometimes you scrape your gun. It's terrible. That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I can't afford those electric toothbrushes. <laughs> I live in a house, so I can't afford nice toothbrushes. Mm. You know? mm. 
When you live in a van, you can afford some of those nicer accoutrements. I've heard about I've heard about that whole house living. Yeah, well, pros and cons, you know. <laughs> no one's gonna knock on my door and ask me to leave at two a.m. You know where you're gonna shit every night. Yeah, I have a really nice toilet. I don't. Yeah, there's that little chest underneath. Yeah, let's talk about the toilet situation. It's um. That's an Amazon purchase. First of all, I'm also looking at 50 pairs of shoes, and I believe <laughs> all of those are Emily's. I've got one. I've got two pairs in there. Okay. She's got um 48. Well, she's got her night shoes. <laughs> and yes. And she's got her her like kind of morning sort of casual shoes. Yeah. And then she's got some uh some some classier shoes. Like a couple different kinds of uh, Converse in there, different yeah. colors. I've got, got a variety. All I have is two pair of Vans. That's yeah. it. Tie-dye or black? Ooh, that tie-dye sounds nice. <laughs> um, toilet. Toilet, yeah. We we didn't install a fixed toilet because it takes up a lot of room. Like a lot of people do composting toilets yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. But we don't really like... Um, there's pictures definitely of this van somewhere, but there's not a lot of room. Like you'd have to have to give up something probably to put a toilet in here. Where you're sitting right now, I thought was a toilet. Like you'd have mm-hmm. to get rid of your air, uh, a refri- what is it called? Fridge. Refridge, yeah. Refridge? Refridge. You'd have to get rid of your refrigerator <laughs> and, that, and then you'd have like a slide out compost toilet there. Yeah. Or you give up your storage. But yeah, I mean, it's like. Yeah. All right. So what do you do? You got to so, take a shit. Yeah. And you have Crohn's disease. Yeah. John Crohn's, right? John Crohn's. So. I don't know what exactly, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I would imagine, like, every once in a while, you just got to take a shit, like, and it's, like, happening. Yeah. So, So, yeah, Crohn's is an inflammation of the intestines. mm, There's, like, no real known cause, no cure. Um, It's just, like, one of those things that just, like, pops up, and and then it sucks. Oh, is this new? Like, you didn't live with it your whole life? No. Oh, Yeah, it's interesting. So, sometimes it... Sometimes it like it's traced back to like a very stressful moment in your life. No way. Yeah. So like so like I was talking to a naturopath. I've been I've I've pretty much I'm I'm following like the medicinal route for treatment. Um, but I wanted to like entertain the idea of a naturopath. Um so I went to see one of those guys and uh and pretty much he like asked me like right away when I was like first diagnosed, um, because I had colitis before that, which it's pretty much the same thing, just like a slightly different name, um, which evolved into Crohn's. Um, and he like traced it back to like a point in my life that like makes sense that I was like super stressed out um, and like moving, and, like change of a uh, change of home, change of job, and like change of relationship status, like kind of all like within a few months, sort yeah. of. Um, and then, yeah, like that. He he pretty much had me sold that like that's probably what caused it. Which is really, which is crazy because it's an autoimmune disorder. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. Your brain controls so much, right? Yeah. So like if that's the thing controlling everything, everything's going in and out of there, mm-hmm. anything's possible. Yeah. Like any, I don't know. I, I, I'm not smart with all this kind of stuff, but that's mm-hmm. just the way I look at it. It's like your brain's controlling everything, every perception, everything that's going in your body, like everything is controlled in that one area. So if you have like a, a stressful or something time, I could see where it's just like, I don't know fucks with mm-hmm. you somehow and then your gut like to build on that your gut controls a lot of the chemicals that's right so right so that's like very it's, it's, it's like the brain it, what they call it like it has its own brain i don't know i don't know yeah. body brain gut brain gut brain yeah it's yeah so i don't know whatever and then yeah so 
but yeah, sometimes I got to go poop real quick. Yeah. And, um, if I'm in a forest, which is where that's the best place to do van life, like find like an overlook or a picnic spot or like a service road that you can go pull down, which is super easy in the USA. Like there's everywhere. There's national forests and stuff where no problem. Dig a hole, have a little poop shovel nearby. Usually dig a hole, do your whole LNT poop ordeal. And then, um, yeah. Or if you're in town, hopefully there's a washroom nearby. Or use the backup toilet that we have here. Yes, please. Let's see that. It's just, I won't take it out because it's kind of annoying. But it's a... Oh, I've seen one of these before. It's just like a briefcase. This looks like a briefcase. It's about the size of a large briefcase. Huh? It folds, four, three little legs fold out the bottom. And then the top opens up. And you've got a little toilet seat in there. Um, and does it go into like a bag that yeah, you can... Yeah. yeah. So I have these little bags in here. Right in here. In this cupboard. They're called toilet in a bag. Okay. And then some chemicals that you put in there. Some powder chemicals. Yeah. And you just do your business. Tie okay. it up. Even comes with like a little throw zip. Throw it away somewhere. Yeah. And with the chemicals, it makes it so it's like legal to throw away uh, in normal garbage. Because I don't think, I'm not actually sure on this, but. Well, that's interesting because we got kids and with diapers and I've never, I mean, I thought you just threw them away. Maybe you can. I, I don't know. That, Maybe it's I mean, marketing. Maybe they're marketing me. <laughs> you have to have this. Buy the chemicals. Well, it may be better. I, I'm, I, yeah, it's not my area of expertise, but maybe it's doing mm-hmm. something good. It's like converting it into water that we can drink or something. Making it solar power. Solar Ooh. power. Pips. Yeah. Yeah, it's Crohn's life. So every once in a while, you kick Emily out of the van and you turn this space at our feet right here into your toilet. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, this is where it all happens. This is where the magic happens <laughs> in the van. It's very nice. <laughs> all right. So uh what has gone well? Well, maybe not. No one cares what's going well. <laughs> what like you're living with your girlfriend in the van. Mm-hmm. How's that? Like, how is that going? Yeah, I think I think both of us are used to like more personal space and like free time alone Mm -hmm. that's like that's the biggest challenge for sure um so you just really i think the biggest thing is just like finding a way to get that um while driving around and living in a van so if that means like me just like hopping out and like riding a big section of like whatever is nearby to like kind of get out of the van for a bit and, and emily drives it or I don't know, we stop in a town and like Emily goes and does her own thing and I'm in a cafe doing some work. Yeah. Um, we both work online while we're traveling. Um, so it's like, it's pretty easy to find that. Um, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of flexibility in our lifestyle, so it should be easier. Sometimes it's like harder. Yeah, I would think, I mean, you don't have a lot of responsibilities. I mean, you kind of just drive around and, I guess we'll camp here and mm-hmm. yeah, you can go on a hike. And I mean, it's like it, I would, it almost seems like you like are, are more like star for trying to find things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just don't know where to go. Mm. So like, just like where we're going tomorrow, like, or after the summit, like yeah, I, the, I, yeah. I don't know what's happening the day after the summit. That's so cool though. Like, like I, oh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like bikepacking a little bit. I mean, it's just like, it's always an adventure. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, you know, drive this spot you don't know how it's going to be maybe you have to go somewhere else I, you know mm-hmm. always an adventure yeah it's definitely yeah it's pretty cool people think it's like a very glamorous like i don't know lifestyle and like like super fun and but just like everything like ups and downs right yeah i definitely don't look at it like that i mean i think that there's <laughs> some upside but 
Um, <laughs> I mean, like we just talked about your toilet situation. Like yeah. that's that's not convenient yeah. or your shower or yeah. I mean, the amount of things that you can have with you only having one bike. I mean, you want me to go on? Two I, mean, bike. I got two bikes. You got two bikes? If it's three bikes in the back. What? All right. So we only talked about one of your bikes. Well, we got a review bike. So the other spot's for a review. Oh, okay. So we got a, we got a Do bear. Do you need to move? Are you hot? No, I'm good. I'm just getting my tan on. Okay. Yeah. We got the door open. We're, we're in a full uh, nature. Full nature. Um, I got a, I think we're like in 90% nature. Yeah, that's true. I guess there's a lot of cars and. Yeah. Oh. People. Still really good. Really good. <laughs> um, I never thought about that. Yeah, you need a spot for, yeah, shit you're reviewing. Yeah. So, like, the whole back of the van is pretty much gear. Um, gear that I personally own or gear that I'm reviewing. And then um, and then one more bike, which is currently, it's a, another bear claw. So, I reviewed the Thunderhawk last summer, which is the bike that I rode on like a lot of stuff, the Julian bike pack challenge. Um, really, I rode that like all summer, all over the place. Um, titanium gravel bike. Mm. And then right now I have the Bo Jackson, which is also a bear claw bike. I'm into this already. It's titanium drop bar gravel bike. Definitely like gravel bike geometry, but Wait a second, a drop. Oh yeah. Not dropper post. Okay, yeah. drop bar. Got drop it. Bar, drop yeah. bars. My, my bike. Yeah, okay. Um, but clearance for 27.5 plus. Oh, wow. And, and I'm, I believe, 29 plus as well. Mm. So it's weird. That new Chumba Stella will do 29 plus too. Yeah. yeah 29 by three inch tires. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But this is a gravel bike, so that's why it's weird. That is weird. Because I don't think that, I'm pretty sure this doesn't exist anywhere but on the Bo yeah. Jackson. But it, while you're talking about it, you're like, I, I could use that bike. Yeah, it's fun. Plus, I have the book Bo Knows Bo yeah. at my house. <laughs> I've read it. <laughs> it's a good book. There you go. He's an impressive guy. Do you know anything about him? The athlete? Yeah. I don't. I just know that he was he was really good at football and baseball. baseball. Yeah. That's it. It's his background that makes him interesting. I mean, okay. where he came from, you know, extremely poor and, you know, how he became him, cool. you know? And some people are just, like, born as, like, super athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he's, a, he's a, as far as I know, he seems like a pretty good dude. Mm -hmm. I'd ride a Bo Jackson bike. It's cool. Yeah, check it out. Right now I have a little predicament, actually. Uh -oh. a, so it's running Axis. Um, oh, right. Eagle. I heard it. about this last night, but not from you. So what's yeah. going on? It just doesn't work. It just stopped working one day. Did you charge it? Yes. I turned it off and on again. Um, <laughs> well, because yeah. uh, Neil Bachinko was saying that like, it's kind of weird how it works where like, if even if you're not using it, I can't remember what he was saying. We'd been drinking, but he was saying something like, I wonder if he knows like, even if you're not using it, it's still running down the battery. So maybe he thought that like, you didn't realize that it just needs to be charged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, oh, maybe I just need to charge it. Yeah. Um, but I charge it full once in the van and then like put the battery in, doesn't do anything. And then I went to a bike shop and used their like outlet because maybe, I don't know, maybe my van's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No dice. It just like doesn't do anything. When it's working, <laughs> it's great though. Okay. But I'll be, I'll be writing about it. Um, we might even get uh, Neil to do a little, a little write up on Axis as well. He's loving the, it. Yeah, exactly. And well, yeah. he's a good, he's been using it all over the place and yeah, 
just carries a bunch of spare batteries with him. I was asking him about that last night, actually, just like what he does, just spare batteries. The biggest problem he's having is with the battery that's underneath the saddle. Yeah. Uh, it's in the way of where you would put your saddlebag, and nobody makes a saddlebag that accommodates that right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he was talking to Greg Hardy last night about making a custom bag. It was pretty funny. I was sitting there, and actually, the way it went was Neil was talking about the problem, mm-hmm. and Greg Hardy was like, can I make a bag for you? You know, I mean, Greg, I like him. You know, like, he loves the challenge of figuring out a, a creative way to solve a problem. You know, like, mm-hmm. he gets really into it. You can tell he, like, is passionate about it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he took a look. So we're looking at pictures of how Neil's bike is set up. And Greg is like, I rescind my offer. Like, <laughs> it, it was like, this is too complicated. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It was fun to kind of listen to like, okay, well, we have this really cool product that's designed to do this, but you didn't think about the fact that we're going to need to put a saddlebag on there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's for the electronic dropper post right just so people don't think there's a battery for the shifting if they're not familiar well thank you yeah i did i did kind of segue there thanks for looking out miles i got you i got you man (laughs) i do that sometimes (laughs) my brain it's like a crazy place it goes all kinds of directions (laughs) it's hot it is hot hot. here in mulberry gap it's a nice spot but i was hoping for some cooler temperatures Mm -hmm. all right what else do you do you have any questions for me you want to flip the table um hmm like what's what's kind of like where do you want the podcast to go like are you gonna i'm kind of wondering like are you just gonna keep on doing your thing or you got some sort of secret plan in the works well if it's a secret plan i wouldn't tell you about it it's okay no one's listening (laughs) i can edit it out anyway (laughs) uh secret plan secret plan i don't know i don't really have i don't have a plan what i have is the desire to make it the best that i can Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let things fall where they, they will, right? But, like, ultimately, if there is any way feasible that I can transition away some of the work that I'm doing for, like, my real job into making enough money to justify the time spent on the podcast, I don't have to, like, quit my job, but, like, you know, just uh, to do this job the way I want it, a job, to do this podcast the way I want to do it, Ideally, I would have a van like this or something similar. I'd set it up as a podcasting studio. We'd have like those arms that would reach mm-hmm. down from the ceiling and mm-hmm. you know everything would just be set up. And yeah. so I just travel around, go to Canada, I go to Mexico and go all over America with that van and, mm-hmm. and just talk to people, you know, ride bikes, check out different areas. Um, yeah. So like this is actually a really good taste of that. Like this is a really neat thing. Like um, the Georgia tourism board paid for me to come up here Mm -hmm. and like advertise or or you know cover the event you know talk to the owners of mulberry gap and uh talk to neil and Lindsay and and just you know share information about the area and what's going on and uh that's something i would do naturally anyway like being here is amazing it's not like they had to twist my arm in fact it was quite the opposite you were talking about how you harass Logan. Um, I sent an obscene amount of emails and Instagrams to Neil and Lindsay. Uh, and I'll say this, I might have to edit, edit this out, but like, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I get no, like no response. I, well, no, no, no. They responded and they were like, at one point Neil was like, okay, yeah, like I got you. We're still like working through who's coming media wise and whatnot. Like that was cool. And then it like been a while. So I started harassing him again. And he was said something like, 
Um, we got all your emails. Thank you. And we will get back to you. <laughs> and I died laughing. Like I didn't take it personal at all because I get it. You know, yeah. I get it totally. If there was some guy emailing me like 10 times, I'd be like, bro, I got it. It's yeah. cool. Like, yeah. They're busy. It's, yeah. It's, I, yeah. Yeah. I totally like, I, I laughed. I really did laugh. But then uh, they sent in a follow up email and they're like, listen, this is a deal you know, the, the tourism board is paying for it. So we got to see how much funds are there and then who can come and that kind of stuff. But ultimately they, they were able to make, uh, make room for me. Nice. And then like on the way here, mm -hmm. I got a call from uh, a guy that's the head of the Arkansas tourism board and they want me to cover the high country race next year. Okay. So they're going to bring me in to do that. So like, it's still an evolving process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly where it's going to land, but there's not a lot of content like covering these events and these people like bikepacking.com has the, the news and the gear reviews and the routes. Like y'all have that on lockdown. Like that is, <laughs> I mean, you just do like there, that is the site you go to if you want to know anything about bikepacking in that vein. But, um, I'm able to operate in like a completely different space where like, it's almost like news. Like I'm, I'm coming to this event. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to talk to presenters and then I'm going to put it out there mm -hmm. in pretty short order. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely learning on the fly. It's way more personal too. Right. Right. Like you're talking to people and you're good at it. Oh, thank you. You're, you're good at talking to me. Um, oh, thank you. But yeah, totally. No, it's sweet. I like ever since the start, I was like, man, Patrick's doing something right. Well, like, thank you. People are listening. I was telling you last night how like, my drive down here, I was like stopping into bike shops and like mm -hmm. random dudes would be like, I don't know. We were talking about podcasts just because that's usually what we talk about when we talk about van life because that's what you listen to when you're driving your van. Sure. And then like out of the blue, people would mention, oh, and that new bikes are death, death one. Like <laughs> he's putting out so many. Yeah. Which is true. How many do you have now? Uh, 25, I think. That's sweet. Yeah. So it, it is interesting. We're sitting here at almost a year exactly i was in the same area mm -hmm. and i reached out to greg hardy and interviewed him so he's going to be coming on and it'll just be neat to like kind of close that loop and interview greg uh on like almost the exact same time period i was here a year ago mm -hmm. yeah it's cool man it is keep cool. it up i think i will i mean yeah even if i couldn't like make this into like a job mm -hmm. um i can't I, I struggle calling it a job but more of like a source of income to uh uh justify the time mm -hmm. um even if it wasn't that i would still do it you yeah. know but i want i'm i'm ramping up i'm producing a lot of content i'm seeking out opportunities to interview as many people as i can because i want to grow it right and the only way to grow it is to just start growing it mm -hmm. and for me right now the main thing uh that that's going to grow it is just content I mean, the more people I can interview, the more people I can talk to, the more people I can reach, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never interviewed you before. So you'll probably link to this and then it'll go on Instagram and like, I'll reach a new group of people that maybe hadn't heard about the podcast. Like the formula for growing a podcast is relatively simple. Yeah. It's just, I, I guess I'm for, I, people um, have always said yes. Like I haven't had anyone say no to an interview yet, which is just crazy. Actually, there's one. <laughs> and it rhymes with... This information has been redacted to protect the names of the innocent. 
George. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't a denial. He's just like, uh, like I'll message him on Instagram every once in a while, and I threw it out there, and he always responds. But then, like to that one, he was like, just nothing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, That's which funny. is fine. I mean, he's someone I would rather. I would mo- I would much rather interview people in person, like mm-hmm. for sure. This is way way better than yeah. like. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, I mean, odd. It's just it, yeah. it's not natural. But it's been good. Like I've got some really good interviews off off Skype and off you know the phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like Australia, I can't. I'm not going to go to Australia. Yeah, you know and the uh, K-Light one was great. That was awesome. That's the. I think that's the one that was on repeat. That I was telling you about where really my iPod just repeated the same podcast. What a cool dude, man. Yeah, I've I've communicate with him a little bit for like some some stuff on the site and like yeah. he the way he did talks in the podcast uh-huh it's exactly how he emails as well yeah he just, that, that's him a hundred percent he's a hundred percent k-light hundred <laughs> percent well the reason I, re- I he was already on my radar i used a k-light i i was like I, at some point i'd like to interview him and mm-hmm. i knew he was a little bit of a character um but then he posted on instagram do you remember whenever he posted like pictures of him without his shirt on yeah and it, he was like this is me. I am K-Light. I wear no a shirt of social conformity that I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want. I am K-Light. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this guy gets it. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he is going to run his company. He's going to produce a great product. And like, but he's not going to like try to shove it up your ass and make it like put in a pretty little package and like exactly you know he's just like this is a really good fucking light yeah and you should have one <laughs> like it's not this isn't complicated yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's a good dude that's the kind of yeah i yeah i love finding those people that are like running a company mm-hmm. and taking that approach to it yeah and and he's so he was so like free to just be himself didn't give a shit about saying the right thing or impressing anybody cussing, or cussing, cussing all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he just, <laughs> he just said, fuck it, man, this is me. So I like that. That's what I, that's what I strive for with the podcast. I mean, I guess another way to answer your question is like one thing that I decided was I can't fake it. Right. Like I can't fake being a, a personality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the only thing I can do if we're going to sit down and talk for a long period of time is just be myself. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, then Okay, well, that's all I got. Like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, exactly. so it, it, it's it's pointless to like pretend that I'm something different or cooler or better or more experienced or mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the truth is, is like I think more people can relate to me than they can to like Logan Watts or or whatever. Like, most people can't like I don't know, you know, travel all around and and be gone for their job for months at a time. You know, mm-hmm. like. That's not most people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that actually my inexperience is good because there's a lot of times I'm interviewing people and I don't I don't have like an encyclopedia of information on every person. Like mm-hmm. I love the sport. I, I follow some of the people. I know some stuff about bikes, but I'm by far an ex uh, by far not an expert in like most of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm passionately curious. Like I just my personality in general is extremely inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a little bit socially awkward. Like I don't like being in, uh, like groups, mm-hmm. you know, that's not my thing at all. Um, but I really enjoy very good, uh, one-on-one conversations, whether we're recording a podcast or not. I, I, I value quality conversations, you know, mm-hmm. like just not small talk or whatever. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, if we didn't have recording equipment, I would have a much similar conversation to you probably or yeah. with you. 
Yeah. Especially if there aren't people around. That's the thing is like when there's people around, it becomes more like kind of shooting the shit. Kind of yeah. now you're trying to be funny or, exactly. or whatever, you know, and then, but that's why I just really, yeah, good one-on-one conversation. You need a van for sure. This is working very well. You can get anybody in here to talk with you. Dude, with candy? <laughs> what else do you do to get people in your van? I just stand outside of it shirtless. Yeah. Throw a thumb up in the air. Mm. And, you know, see what happens. That's hot. <laughs> Anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could talk for hours, but it's hot as fuck in here. <laughs> I'm sweating. I changed my shirt. We need to. We need to take a shower and a nap. <laughs> that was good, man. I I, I was very excited to uh, interview you, uh, and thank you for that song. Yeah, no problem. I I can keep do, them coming. I can keep them coming. No problem. Do I own the copyrights to that? Like, yeah, what? sure, man. I'll okay. give you the slice of the book there. A slice of the <laughs> book. <laughs> page from the book. Uh, no, I I own you now. I own I own oh. the original presentation okay I think that's yeah. the way that works all right i mean it was recorded on my equipment it is on my sd card i, I mean how's... all all you did is write some silly words and put <laughs> it to music so. is it gonna sound good do you think i actually think it's gonna be good like <laughs> i because i had one mic up to your uh your vocals and one up to the guitar we can do it again I, if we need to i thought about that at last second and i remember going to a concert and they always have two mics i was like holy shit i got two mics boom right? that's how you expand the podcast yeah Re- recording uh, musicians. <laughs> it's very it's related. Bike, um, only musicians that bike pack. Yeah, would be you're in. Yeah, seems pretty good to me. No, I think that should be your podcast. <laughs> Miles is bike pack musician. Miles uh, messaged messaged me on Instagram, and he told me that his girlfriend Emily is going to be starting up a rival podcast. Yeah, taking me down. And Logan actually said that too. He's like. Bikepacking.com is doing bikes for life. So fuck, you know, he, just, <laughs> he did say, not the fuck you part, but he was, he was like, he's like, yeah, we're starting a podcast called Bikes for Life. Bikes for Life. <laughs> <laughs> you could do uh, bikes or diarrhea. Yeah. Bikes or butts. Poops and pinions or something. Po- poops and panniers. <laughs> poops in panniers. Panniers isn't bike packing. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> Just can't take it. <laughs> Edit this. All right, man. What cool. else? We good? Yeah, I think so. Thank you. Thank you for being my first van podcast. First, can- am I your first Canadian or no? No, Ben Johnson. Oh, Benjamin Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He's better than me. No, he's. he's Why pretty- is he better than you? He's just got those eyes. Have you seen his eyes? Oh, he's in pretty. He's a pretty man. His eyes go. Yeah. Yeah, they cut. They speak to me. But you got that cool beard. Yeah, and that you, you have that creep pose that you can strike like every time. Watch out. Ben doesn't have that. Ben doesn't have like, Ben always looks like a nice guy. <laughs> he nice does one. Nice he, one, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sucks to be you. <laughs> no, but he was my first. You're my first Canadian in person. Oh, there you go. And for, first Canadian in a van. That's good too. There's a lot of firsts happening here. First uh, song. And it's only the start of the weekend. Oh man, there's a lot of people here. I'm actually like a little bit overwhelmed. There's like 50 people I need to interview. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy hitters here too. Yeah. Ultra romance. Yeah, ultra romance is here. He's in what he's staying like so uh he's in my cabin basically, but there's just a wall. It's like one cabin, but it's like a duplex cabin. Mm-hmm. So he's on one side of the duplex cabin, I'm on the other. 
And I'm in the front yard area. Yeah, you're parked in the front yard. <laughs> in the van. And so is uh, Logan. Yeah, we got Logan next door. I mean, I could stay busy podcasting like right here. You probably could. Yeah. Feel free. You can use this can be your studio if you want. I'll take it for a test drive. I like it. <laughs> you should actually. Van too. It's fun to drive. It's easy. Is it really? Yeah, it's like it's fun. It's even, like even like on this r- remote, like rugged type stuff. You go like a little bit slower for sure. They start like waving back and forth. Not like, so much. Just yeah. like bumpy and like it makes noises and like things are chattering about. Yeah, yeah. But um, just like on the road, like the big windows and the big mirrors, it's like super easy to drive. Reverse camera. <laughs> Pop that thing in reverse. Sweet. You know where you're going. What year is this one? 2018. Damn, son. Yeah, right. Did y'all buy it new? Um, we got it from a car and truck rental place. Um, that was selling it because they had to replace the back panel and the back doors because it was in an accident. Mm. Um, so they were like, had it pretty much like 10 grand cheaper than what it should have been listed at. Whoa. Cause it had like. With the damage or without? Um, it was fixed. Yeah. That's pretty good. So they fixed it and they showed me the bills like $16,000 to mm. fix it. So we got a good deal. Nice. It only had 9,000 kilometers on it, which is like, I don't know. 6,000 six, miles. Something like that. Something. Ish. Ish. Math. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> math. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my van. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, dude. You're the one who made me famous. Now I'm going to make you famous. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. This information has been redacted to protect the names of the innocent. All right. Well, that was me and Miles, and uh, here is Miles and I again to close out the show. Welcome, I'm, Miles. I'm still here. <laughs> he hasn't left. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to be honest. Like I listened to that episode three times after I edited it. Well, yeah, I think two, two times I listened to it, mm-hmm. uh, and I was laughing. <laughs> Like, I thought it was funny. That's pretty much, that's that's what I want. That's, yeah. that's what I've got going for me. And I think you're on the same page. You yeah. might as well just laugh. Well, that's one thing I mentioned is, uh, I, oh, I don't, did we talk about the episode, your Instagram? Um, I don't think we did. I don't think but, so. Okay, so you have my funniest Instagram bike for bikepacker. You know, like, <laughs> I don't follow anybody else except for cyclists or bike packers. There's not a lot of comedians, but mm-hmm. like your your stories are <laughs> for me like your humor is funny. <laughs> he, if you haven't seen his Instagram, you got to go check it out. It's at Miles Arbor, um, just his name, and he does like creepy. He'll do creepy anything. He does creepy house tours. He does <laughs> creepy van videos. <laughs> And creepy, uh, oh, wine tastings. Mm, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, those were good ones. The yeah. wine tasting was particularly good. I'm definitely not very serious and I'm super sarcastic. Yeah. So, like, if you're, you just make sure you know that because I've had people message me almost complaining sometimes. Really? It happens because the content's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> too hot to handle. They can't handle it. And, um, yeah. So, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, okay. It's sad that you've had, it's so obviously, so obviously sarcastic. Like you'll be like, (laughs) I "I get, uh, do one of your, I get all these questions ones about your van. Like, do you want to, oh yeah. Yeah. So one of my go-to stories on Instagram is I start off a video with like, I get like, I get all these questions about dot, 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 which is just not true. Like no one, no one asked me questions about my van, but I feel like 
in the van life YouTube world, people are always doing these videos on like how to and like, I don't know, it's silly. I'm just poking fun at everything. But recently I did like, oh, I get all these questions about like how I get my bikes out of the back of the van. And then I walk through the process and like kind of loosely, like it's probably 20, maybe 10% educational. And the rest of it's just, yeah, just me making weird faces. I get questions all the time. How do you cook? How do you cook in the van? In the van. How do you um, <laughs> make a right hand turn <laughs> on a busy highway? Yeah. And then anyway, they're pretty funny. You gotta, you gotta go check them out. It's hot content hot fire super hot super hot super well that, i i had fun it, it's fun to uh like meet you and get to know you on the internet and then meet you in real life and you're basically the same person <laughs> and now you're in my house there you go it's full fun. circle from internet to home yeah i brought a canadian home with it's a, me it's a new hbo series coming soon <laughs> it's hot fire too <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit more about the uh, Bikepacking Summit. I'm curious to get your perspective, having some time to think about it, let it soak in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, how do you feel about it now? And, and was there anything that like kind of stood out or like really like sunk in? Mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest thing that sunk in was just like a bunch of people with like varied experience um, from all over North America, all coming together and really, like, when once you get all those people in, like, one room, it just, like, breaks down all the barriers. Like, everyone's just super stoked, super nice, super happy. Um, yeah, it's just, like, such a positive environment for, like, discussions. Um, and, like, there were there's some pretty serious, like, discussions, like, during their, like, it's not just all just, like, talking about, like, lightweight tents and, mm. like, dehydrated meals. Yeah, um, there was none of that, actually. There was, yeah, there wasn't really, there, uh, yeah, there were, and that's a good point. There wasn't a lot of gear talk. It was yeah. more talking about like bigger issues yeah. um, that are not really bikepacking specific at all. Gender equality. Yeah. Or uh, what, what was... Uh, inclusivity. Inclusivity. That's And just like in yeah. the industry, which was Pepper Cook talked yeah. about that, which was like super solid. Um, Joe's talks. Anything Joe talked about was oh, just man. like super, super legit. You can't say enough good things about Joe. I mean, in terms of that presentation that he gave um, and he alone was worth the price of admission. Like just go to see that presentation that he gave to kick off the summit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I did. There's a little bit, we won't get into it cause it's too good. There's a little bit, I guess I referenced it a bit in my little recap on bikepacking.com. Um, and he talks about it in the journal in bikepacking journal number two, I think. Yep. Yep. I have that one. Um, yeah. I want to go back and reread it now that I've met him and heard the story. Yeah. And then just like the whole, and the whole event itself, like the whole summit was great. Like there was just so much stuff to do. It like, it didn't feel rushed at all. Um, but like you were never like twiddling your thumbs trying to figure out what to do, like between all the presentations and then like little group rides and like activities. Um, and they definitely took like what they learned last year at last year's summit, which I also attended. Um, and put it into practice this year for sure. Nice. Um, more hands-on stuff and like less just like talking, people talking at you. Right. More discussions. It was great. This was my first one and I thought they nailed it. I mm-hmm. mean, it was, everything was like dialed in. All the presenters were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you were talking about the people, like it was, it's really amazing to put 70 people who are all really just very similar in all of our diversity, maybe in our outside lives, like in those, in that weekend, we were all like very 
um, we had a lot in common, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I liked how accessible everybody was and how, I don't know, man, just looking around, everybody was talking with everyone, like the presenters that were like famous and bikepacking world, just people, mm-hmm. just super nice people that are doing cool things and really happy to talk to you and to share, to hear from you. That was another thing I noticed is like Pepper Cook is an excellent storyteller, mm-hmm. but I also noticed she's an excellent, excellent listener. Mm-hmm. Like she really will listen to the story that you have to say and then she'll tell a funny story and then, you know, but yeah, yeah, just yeah. really cool. It totally is cool. Yeah. Everyone's just super nice. Another thing you were talking about, uh, that it wasn't like a lot of gear review talk. It was more like maybe like some deeper content, more meat and potatoes, let's say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But, uh, one of the, one of the people there was there. I overheard him say, one thing that I've noticed is uh, all the presenters are all talking about a lot of the same things. I thought it was coming to like a bike packing school kind of thing, but he's like, I feel like I went to life school. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is like a, like this is elevating my perception and perspective on what we're really doing here. We're not just riding bikes, you mm-hmm. know? And that was a neat takeaway to see that other people we're connecting with the idea of whether it's the community or the outdoors or, you know, the experiences, um, connecting with those things is a lot more powerful than the ultra lightweight tent that you're going to, you know, or whatever, you know, like that's why we're really there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least everyone, I mean, is that, did you have that similar takeaway? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we really didn't, I don't think we talked about gear, like besides Lael's presentation, yeah, which was logistically how to pack your and and like and honestly more of like a, f- a funny presentation. Yeah, like it was Lael. Lael did like a little like gear breakdown on her like tour divide bike and stuff like that. And she's, she's like, well, there's nothing in this bag. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. She was like pulling out like like she brought the, one of the funniest things. Like she she brings chain lube but no no rag, and she says she'll just lube her chain when she finds a rag on the side of the road. Oh. I thought that was so funny yeah, to save weight. Mm-hmm. And like her like half, her little like sleeping bag down pant outfit that she tried <laughs> to use. So then she didn't need like a tent and stuff. Yeah. It was hilarious. That was like, yeah, that was the majority of the gear talk. And it was just like funny. The funny thing about Lael is that we're, we're looking at that and we're like, ha ha funny, but that she's really doing that. Yeah. Full on. Like she's and it so works. hardcore, <laughs> but the way she like presents it and talks about it is just like, Oh, I don't need a tent. I don't, yep. Rag. Yep. On the one on the ground. That's good. Yep. Yeah. She I mean, has the best attitude. She does <laughs> the best attitude. All right. Well, any other, I guess, did I share my own? Uh, what did I take away? Whenever, when I left the summit, I had a 15 hour car drive. I didn't, listen to anything i didn't like turn on music or a podcast or anything for the first 10 hours (laughs) which was crazy like i just i kind of was just like soaking it all in and i it was was a really uh neat experience for me like you've done some of this stuff before but to have that like all those people in one place was really neat for me because i come from a small kind of a you know like there's not a lot of bike packers here. There's a few, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't have a big, big bike packing community and getting the, the, that many people together at one time mm-hmm. um, with no distractions, no cell phones, no Wi-Fi, yeah. 
there's no, there's not a bar close by. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere yeah. and you're just forced to, not that I wouldn't want to, but I mean, we're all just there. Yeah. We're all there for the same reason. Yeah. And there's no distraction from that reason in that environment. It's bound to be awesome. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also like, kind of like relates to why that Mulberry Gap mountain bike getaway was like such a good place to host it. Right. Um, yeah. Cause there was no cell service. Everyone's just like you're doing, but they had like all the accommodations, like they had food, a great place to do all the presentations, awesome food at that, um, and trails right at their door. So like, really, that's like, that's like a perfect kind Dude, of example. that place was of, sweet. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, and I am going to do an interview. I have an interview coming up with the owner, uh, mm-hmm. Kate, of Mulberry Gap. So we're, we're going to talk more about that. Um, and I actually wrote an article for, um, my website, bikesordeath.com. The facility itself was cool, but getting to it was like an adventure because you go like down a highway, then you turn down like a smaller highway, then a country road, (laughs) and then a gravel road. You turn down another gravel road, (laughs) then you start climbing the mountain. And, you know, it's like an hour since you've been on like a main road Mm -hmm. in the middle of a national forest. And then you're like, well, I guess Google might be right. I don't know. (laughs) And then eventually you get to Mulberry Gap. You're, I mean, you're just in it. So great. Yeah, it's a great, great setting. So um, I'm going to be talking uh, a lot about the Bikepacking Summit over the next six episodes. And I think what I'm going to do is probably at the end of it or at some point, I'm just going to keep sharing like ideas or things that pop in my head that kind of stand out um, and, and trying to just share a little bit of that experience in hopes that like, I hope next year there's even more people, you know, for them because they deserve it. They're putting on a great thing. Um, but the more people would just, yeah, just make it better. Oh yeah. It'll get bigger. More people, more better. Yeah. So come, if you're like, if this year you were like, ah, I don't know, like maybe it's kind of expensive or like maybe you can't swing it with your work schedule. Um, just like really consider going next year yeah. if you're on the fence. Cause this is all to the listeners. Not, I'm not telling this to Patrick. Um, cause like <laughs> I'm going, I'm already yeah, committing. it's just too good. It's too much fun. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're, if you've bike packed once or you've you're like, yeah, you're doing it all over the world. Like, like Joe Cruz and some of those guys and Lale racing all no. over and stuff. No, no. Does, and in fact, matter. what makes it good is having that diversity. Mm-hmm. You need, you need that to have a good dynamic conversation about everything. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot of what was going on at, at the um, summit was really great conversation. It was not just getting talked to. Mm-hmm. There were great presentations, but sometimes during the presentation, sometimes after, but always there would be really good discussions about whatever the topic is. And it, it lended itself to really like, I learned a lot mm-hmm. from a lot of different people. It's yeah. cool. I'm stoked to hear the other uh, podcasts. They're going to be good. Some good some good people coming up. Some good ones. Some good so ones. next, we'll tease the next one. Uh, the next one is Greg Hardy, Ooh. Uh, which is exciting, man. So dreamy. He was my first. He was, I popped my bike packing cherry. <laughs> I wish he was my first, too. <laughs> uh, he'll only be mine forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was cool, man. It was, uh, yeah, that the, the whole thing is just crazy. Like just hollering at Greg on Instagram, respond instantly. I'm like, shit, I guess I'm a podcaster now. <laughs> I guess I better write some questions down, but no, man, it was, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed that, uh, experience. Like 
how well do you know greg um i'd say like pretty much as well as you know him yeah because <laughs> i i'm trying to think i got linked up with greg through bikepacking.com um i was reviewing a bike and then we needed like a custom frame bag built up kind of quickly um and he jumped on it super quick we did the whole photo fit process and it's just like yeah the quality of his stuff is pretty amazing um through rockgeist his bag company and then uh yeah we've kind of kept in touch and i've done like hooked him up with some photos and stuff for his website here and there because i run a lot of his bags on my current bike um yeah he's a good dude he's just a good dude yeah Every, i i it, like greg yeah it's I, hard not to this it's everybody in this industry is good it's true. It's crazy. It's it. I literally it literally blows my mind. Like yeah. when when we leave here in a few days, I'm sure the first conversation Emily will have will be like, "Man, Patrick and his family who brought us into their driveway <laughs> and shower are just so nice because everybody's super nice." That's true. I've had this <laughs> conversation so many times. Like I'm waiting <laughs> to find the asshole bike packer. Yeah. Actually, I would like to. I'll throw an invite out. Yeah, if you're an asshole bike packer, <laughs> I'd like to talk to Sam you. Houston National Forest <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> we'll take care of this. Uh, but uh, we were talking about Greg. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to have him back uh, and be in that part of the world where it all kicked off a year ago. So I'm going to be releasing that episode pretty much to the day of the year anniversary for Bikes or Death. So be able to come full circle, interview Greg again uh, was pretty cool. We just like kind of caught up. It's like, what's going on in the last year? You know, mm-hmm. kind of checking in with Greg. Everybody wants to know. I get I get questions all the time. How's Greg doing? How's what is he doing? What is Greg doing today? <laughs> and so I answer those questions. <laughs> perfect i'm excited (laughs) all right well i think that's good man thanks for coming on the intro the outro and the middle (laughs) three integral parts of a podcast three most important parts of a podcast (laughs) all right well listen if you've stuck around this long it's because you love the bikes or death podcast and you want to support it please do me a favor, head over to bikesordeath.com and I've laid out all the ways that you can support the show. It really means a lot. It helps to grow the show and it gives me the motivation, the passion and the inspiration and the drive to bring you Hot Fire Podcast every single week. What do we do now, Miles? Ride your damn bike. You load up your bike, you ride away from home. You could be with your friends or you could be alone. You ride for a day or maybe more. You just love being in the great outdoors. Everything you need is strapped to your bars, including that new pillow you got from Santa Claus. And then you think, oh shit to yourself. You left that super lightweight tent on the living room shelf. Bikes 